Today I'm gonna talk on the topic, I'm invested. The past four weeks we've been teaching this subject, I'm in. And these messages are intended to help us understand the heart of our church and to embrace four basic qualities of who you are in Jesus. So just a quick review, we've learned I'm invited to God's family, that everyone has a seat at the table. I'm invited. We've learned I'm invaluable to God's work, that you are a necessary and needed part of the body of Christ, every one of us. Every one of us has gifts and abilities that are meant to be used to serve in God's church. Everyone say, I'm invaluable. And then last week we learned that I'm influential for God's glory. Every one of us has influence. We were created by God to be salt and light. And I would say never underestimate the power of your influence. Never underestimate that. You are influential. I'm influential. Let's say that together. I'm influential. And today's message is I'm invested. I'm invested in God's church. So I have one question for you. Are you in? And if you're in, would you say it with me? I'm in. Let's say it together. I'm in. Now, it's not enough to just show up at church. Our hearts long for more than that. We want to be needed. We want to be known. And it's important to understand that you have a God-given purpose and a God-given passion just waiting to be discovered. You have people around you ready to encourage you. And, and you may not even know it yet, but you have everything you need to chase the passion that God's put inside of you. Now, the main agenda at Skybreak Church is so you can say, I'm living my life in such a way that I'm making a difference in other people's lives. That's what this is all about. That's what Skybreak is all about. And honestly, that's what God is all about. In fact, I wanna remind you of a couple of things here today that our whole life here on earth is really about investing and preparing for heaven. The ultimate purpose for going all in is heaven and eternity because we believe here at Skybreak that the church does not exist for us. We are the church and we exist to make a difference in our world. So when I say I'm invested, I'm reminded of what Jesus said when he said where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And that's the focus of today's message. That's why Paul writes to Timothy, telling him what to teach to the church. And he says, command those who are rich in this present world. Now stay with me for a minute. Paul is talking about those who have more than they need which is really all of us. Now it's kind of quiet here for a minute because you listen to me and you're like, Rich, I don't know. I don't know that I feel so rich. Well, you know why most of us say that? 
or some of us say that is because you live in America. I said, you live in America. And God has given us way more than we need. We are incredibly, incredibly blessed and rich. So Paul tells us, and I know some of you are like, uh, I see rich in a different perspective. You just need to compare yourself to the rest of the world and realize that only a few percent of people on this planet even own an automobile, like only the 5% of people who live on the planet have a car. Oh, I like that golf clap. That was really nice. I didn't really, like, uh, no. <laughs> we live in America, so our view of, of rich is skewed. So that's why Paul says, command those who are rich in this present world. So there's another world out there. There's another world. So he tells those who are rich, tell them, don't just be rich in this present world, but tell them not to be arrogant or to put their hope in wealth, which is uncertain, but to put their hope in God, who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. Command them to do good. Everybody say command. <laughs> that give me a lot of options right there, does it? Command them to do good and to be rich in good deeds. He's talking to all of us. And to be generous and willing to share. And in this way, we will lay up treasures for ourselves. Hear that. So we're not only to be a good deed doer, but you can also lay up treasure for yourself. The scripture goes on to say, as a firm foundation. Not just in this world, but you can lay up also for the coming age. In other words, for eternity and for heaven. It's not just about being rich in this world. It's about laying up treasure for another world. And that's how you take hold of the life that's truly life. You want to know what real living's all about? Get invested in God's kingdom and you'll find something beyond what you could ever imagine. The peace and the hope and the contentment that generosity brings in your life. <laughs> Nothing like it. So the ultimate purpose and the main motivation for going all in and being invested is heaven. It's eternity. Why? Because we're simply not going to spend the majority of our life on this side. We're going to spend the majority of our time in heaven. My dad used to describe eternity this way. Because some of us can't comprehend how long eternity really is, right? It's like, I'm, I'm 62 and I feel like I'm getting older. Not old, but older. And I'm like, how did I get here so fast? But, but when you look at timelessness with God, here's the way dad used to describe eternity. If eternity were a steel ball the size of the earth, and once a year, a sparrow would fly out of the heavens and brush its feathered wing on that steel ball once a year until the steel ball had worn to nothing. Eternity would still have only just began. Perspective. So heaven and eternity is our main focus. And that explains why what we do right now matters. It not only matters here, but it also matters in the world to come, which is heaven. Let me say it to you this way. There's more to life than this life. Yeah. 
And yet we have a generation today that thinks we only live once. And that kind of thinking can be very dangerous because if you believe you only live once, you'll do a lot of crazy things and excuse a lot of reckless behavior. Like, man, I gotta do this now while I can. When you need to realize the reality is that you actually live twice. I want to remind you of this fact that you live twice. In fact, that's my job. That's Pastor Nate's job. Yes, we're here to help you with your marriage. Yes, we're here to talk about your life and to help you with the things that Jesus came to give us while in this present world, to find the extraordinary life. But I'm also really here to let you know and to prepare you for a life in heaven more than a life here. So when it comes to compassion and when it comes to good deeds and when it comes to generosity, Jesus uses these things to say, remember this, man is destined to die once and after that, the judgment. Now, most people don't know this, but we're actually facing two judgments let me explain it to you. The first one is called the great white throne judgment, where we stand before God and God's gonna ask every one of you, what did you do with my son Jesus? What'd you do with Jesus? He's the one who paid for all your sin. He's the one who freely gives you forgiveness and grace and love, regardless of what we've done, because salvation is a free gift, everybody. It's a free gift. Jesus paid for it. So God's going to ask, what'd you do with him? What'd you do with Jesus? And you're going to want to say that I received him and I gave him my life in return. That's your answer. In fact, you don't have to be perfect for that to be the correct answer because none of us are perfect. It's because of Jesus and his death on the cross that we're now made new and made perfect in God, right? So let's see. Come on. Can we stop and thank Jesus and celebrate him a little bit for the work of the cross today? And so the first judgment is going to be about that. Did you receive Jesus? Did you accept him? And God's going to say, if you said yes, God's going to say, come in. Welcome to eternal life. But there's a second judgment. Now, a lot of people don't know about this. That's why we're talking about it today. This second judgment won't determine whether you go to heaven or hell. But the Bible says it will determine what heaven is like for you. Really? Jesus talked about this, and in fact, Paul wrote about it in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Let's read it here today, verse 10. He said, for we Christians must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may receive what is due him for the things done while in the body. Now, we know this is not talking about salvation because salvation is a free gift. God gave us that. We accepted it. This is referring to what we do for Jesus after our salvation. What did you do with your life once Jesus saved you? Are you invested? Salvation is free, but once you get saved, you have an assignment. Man, it gets really quiet sometimes in here. Makes me nervous. 
Jesus said it this way in Matthew 16. For the Son of Man is going to come in his Father's glory. Listen to this. He's going to come in his Father's glory with his angels, and he will reward each person according to what he has. Read it with me. To what he has. Right out of the Bible. So, so we're not talking about salvation because you can't do anything to earn that. He's talking about your assignment once Jesus saved you and you accepted that salvation by grace. And it was, now what are you doing? How invested are you? Now the word reward here says he will reward you according to what you have done. The word reward here literally means in this Greek expression, he's going to pay you back. He's going to pay you back according to the life you've lived and what you've done for him and the investment you made to make a difference. So, so every person who serves in a parking lot on a hot summer morning like today, Jesus says, I'm going to pay you back. For all those sitting in Skybreak kids right now listening to and praying for your children and mine, he says, I'm going to pay you back for that. For the thousands who will give their lives literally around the globe for the cause of Jesus, he said, I'm going to pay you back for every meal you gave, every person that you prayed for, for everyone you loved on in Jesus' name, and for every time you served, he says, I'm going to pay you back. And he also says, for every tithe and offering you invested, every financial and physical sacrifice you made, God says, I'm going to reward you and I'm going to pay you back. In fact, he says, I have rewards and I want to reward you according to the life you live. So this is the... The main motivation for everything we do. We're laying up treasures in another world. The pastors, you get all excited and veins are popping out. It's because I want you to know that's why we're called to be invested in God's church. It's more than just this life. If you only see this life, you're going to miss it. And you might get to heaven, but it's going to be different than from other people because Jesus said, I'm going to reward you. I have rewards and I'm bringing them with me. And I want to reward you for how you lived and fulfilled the assignment that I gave you while on planet earth. So when you think about it, you got to think about this moment when we're all going to stand before God and he's going to ask you, I know what you did with Jesus. I know what you did with Jesus because you're here, but what'd you do with the life I gave you? What'd you do with the assignment and the resources that I gave you? Are you invested? If you're invested, say, I'm invested. So how did, you, how did you use your time and your talent? How did you use the treasure and the money I gave you? You're gonna wanna be able to say, I did my best to make the most of what you gave to me. Can I get a yes from somebody? I'm invested and I use the time and the talent and the money I had on earth to make an eternal difference to help other people prepare for heaven. Now it's interesting what Jesus says at the very end of the Bible. It's like he gets to the end and he has one more thing he wants to say and he says, behold, I come quickly and my reward is with me to give to everyone according to his work. 
And it would be only right for me to tell you you're gonna have this moment before God where he's gonna ask you about how you lived. That's that second judgment. We need to know that's gonna happen. He's gonna ask, what did you do with what I gave you? The time you had, the talent I gave you, the treasure I gave, what did you do with it? And it's my job to prepare you and to help you get ready for that moment. Now, I wanna leave you with a couple thoughts that we're to live by. These are some very important things we need to keep in mind. Some thoughts to live by every day. Number one, I'm just passing through. I'm just passing through. We are not permanent residents here on earth. And some of us live our life like this is it. And it's a dog race to the end and then that's all there is. And you need to get that out of your mind because you need to be thinking about the next life. This is important to remember and to live our life by when making our decisions. I'm just passing through. When you make your decisions, when you, when you choose your priorities, when you decide what really matters, you need to tell yourself, I'm just passing through, and that gives you the right lens to make those decisions in your life. We are not permanent residents here on this planet. Paul wrote to the Philippian church, chapter three, he said, many live their lives as enemies of the cross of Christ and their destiny is destruction. Why? Because he goes on to say, because their God is their stomach. In other words, what he's saying is you only live for now and to satisfy your current pleasures and you're not living for eternity. And Paul says, our citizenship is in heaven. And we eagerly await a savior from there and his name is Jesus Christ. Think about that. God loves believers who have this kind of focus, who live for eternity. And I want you, every person who attends Skybreak, calls this your family, I want you to have that kind of focus. I want you to know that we're just passing through. So live life to the full. We believe God wants you to do that. He wants to bless you so you can live life to the full. But you gotta remember all the favor of God is not for this, this life only. It's to help get people ready for the next life, for the the second life, the eternal life. That's really what this is all about. So, so just remember, I'm just passing through. The second way I want you to live your life is to remember that my time on earth is short. It's short. James, the half-brother of Jesus, wrote a book in the New Testament, and he says it this way. He says, what is your life? What is your life? It's only a, it's only a mist. It's, it's like a vapor that it, it's there for a moment and then it vanishes away. And I can attest to that. And this is important. It's important that you think about it like this because if you think you have a lot of time, man, I'm 18. Man, I'm 28. Man, I'm 38. I even got to 40 yet. I'm, I got a lot of time. If you think you got a lot of time, you'll waste it. Because anything you think you have more of, you tend to squander it. But anything you have only a little bit of, you are very careful about how you use it and how you spend it. And that's very important. Ephesians 5 says, be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity. 
That's not a scripture for the person sitting next to you. That's a scripture for you. <laughs> you and I, we have to make the most of every opportunity and to be wise in how we live because life is short. And I don't, I said it a moment ago, but I don't know how I got to be 62. My birthday was last, 62, last week. I'm like, surely that's not right. <laughs> and then I realized my oldest son will be. <laughs> 30 something. <laughs> like the last number of 30 something in December. And I'm like, How did, and my oldest grandchild started high school. I'm like, that, that something's not right. Somebody's teasing me here. I'm not gonna wake up. How many of you have ever felt that like life is going by? Kendall says it this way. My daughter-in-law, Kendall, she said, the days are long, but the, sorry. The days are long, but the years are short. It's like, whoa, how did that happen? Time is short, and I've decided, and Janet and I, we've talked about this time and again, we gotta make the most of the time that we have and the resources we have that God's given to us to invest into the future, to invest into our church, to invest into our kids and grandkids, to invest into heaven, because that's gonna make the biggest difference. I want them to be ready for heaven, and so if I've gotta, if I've gotta make some changes now, then I need to be willing to do that. So how I use my time matters and what I do with my relationships matter and what we do as a church matters. Time is short. And here's the third thing I want you to remember. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 3, on judgment day, listen to this verse, on judgment day, fire will reveal what kind of work each builder has done. Now listen to me. These are scriptures we don't talk about often. In other words, here's what, here's what he's saying. Here's what Paul is telling the church. He says, every dollar you invested and all the time that you gave serving and building the church on earth and helping other people, Paul says, all of it, the fire will show if a person's work has any value. Now, hold on, let me explain that to you. So, so we don't get credit just for doing it because the next work uh, verse says, part of the verse says, the work has to survive. Well, what's he talking about? He's saying it's gotta show up in eternity. It's gotta show up in heaven. So you don't just be nice, like, I'm just gonna be a nice person. That's good to be a nice person, but you, you don't just be nice, you gotta be nice in Jesus' name. In other words, let me say it this way, you don't just feed people, you feed people and you give them Jesus. Are you with me? Listen, hear me. You feed people and you give them Jesus. You can, you can be generous to a lot of causes, but if the end result doesn't connect a person to God's purpose in them, and if it doesn't prepare them for heaven and eternity, you lose. I want this generation to hear that. It's so important. Let me say it this way. If you feed the whole world and they go to hell, you lose. 
The work has to survive. This is what matters most. Paul said that that builder whose work survives is going to receive a reward because you laid up treasure in heaven and you invested in helping people get to heaven and be ready for eternity. And that's the only thing that really matters. That's what this is all about. At the end of the day, that's what this is all about is eternity. So, so if what I'm doing and if how I'm living my life doesn't show up in eternity and in heaven, then I lose. So let me end with this. How should we live my life then? How should I live my life? I'm going to give you three practical things. The first one is go through life looking up, not looking around. Go through life looking up, not looking around. If you, listen to me, if you get enamored with your life, what the neighbors got parked in their driveway, you get enamored by what their landscaping looks like in that neighborhood, it's fine. If you can afford all that and you got balance, it's fine. I'm not condemning any of that. I'm just saying, don't get enamored by all, by, by, by your life. Don't get enamored by your job, by your house, by your stuff, by your money. Don't do it. Don't do it. You better keep looking up. Stop looking around. You better look up. Let me say it a better way. Don't fall in love with earth. It'll disappoint you. That, that car is going to need tires. You're going to have to change the oil. You got to mow the grass. There's weeds are going to come up in that land. It's going, it's, they have to have, to, they got to have attention. You got to take care of it. I'm talking, you need to be, you need to be looking up. And, and let me say to the discouraged person here today that, that life has been tough. I want to say to you, look up. There's an old song that says, some glad morning, when this life is over, we're going to fly away. And, and that's going to be a moment that we don't want to miss. Don't fall in love with earth. Keep looking up toward heaven. Can I get a yes from everybody? Here's the second thing. Here's the second thing. Keep looking up. Don't look around. And secondly, give up something now for something you want later. Let me put it in perspective. You want healthy relationships? Then you got to give up time. You want money in the bank and you want to be out of debt? You got to give up spending and you got to start saving. You're preaching now, Pastor. You, you want six pack abs? You got to give up something. <laughs> Let me cover up a little bit here. I, I used to, <laughs> I've been known for saying, I got, I got a six pack, it's just in the cooler. <laughs> anyway, but you got, <laughs> how many of you are getting my point? You, give up something now for something you want later. You want eternal, you want eternal rewards? What about the people who are not going to receive any eternal rewards? They're not going to be in the line we're going to be in. You know, there's jokes about heaven, and several of them run through my mind. How, you know, people come by on a roller skate, or somebody comes by driving a Cadillac. All, all. Let me tell you where all that came from. It came because we're going to stand by the apostle Paul who was boiled in oil. We're going to stand by him in heaven. He's going to get his reward, and we're going to get our reward. I mean, think about that. Peter was crucified upside down on a cross. We're going to, he's in the same line we're in. If we go to heaven, we're all in heaven, but now the rewards are going to be handed out. Pastor, that's, that seems unfair. No, no, it's your decision. God told us this. Listen, it's original with us, right? 
it's originally with God, but we think it's with us. You have two kids. The yard needs to be mowed. One of them mows the yard. The other one's sitting inside playing video games. Who gets the, who gets the allowance? Not a hard question, right? What you do on earth, laying up treasure for heaven, matters. You want eternal rewards? You want eternal rewards? Invest in God's church now. All of us should say, I have all this stuff, but I'm going to give up some of it now. So when I stand before God and my life is tested by fire, I'll have something to show of value that made it to heaven. Where I, where I hear him say, well done, good and faithful servant. Listen to what Jesus said, and I'll be done. Matthew 6. Don't just store up treasures here on earth where moths eat them and rust destroys them and where thieves break in and steal them. Store up treasures in heaven. This is, this is straight out of your Bible. Any translation you read, it says it. Store up treasures in heaven where moths and rust cannot destroy and thieves do not break in and steal. Listen to me. Some of you, listen to me. This is, this is important. Listen to me. Some of you come to church and you wonder why you don't love God as much as some people who are sitting on your row. You're wondering why some people across the aisle, there's, they have a passion and you're like, I don't have... Why do they have a where'd that passion come from? Let me tell you why. Because where your treasure is, I have a passion for this woman God gave me. On August the 11th, we were married 43 years. I have a passion for that. Listen to, don't clap right now. Listen to me. But there's a passion. I'm not just talking about sexual pleasure and temporary passion. That's there too. Hallow, so you don't, God gave us that as a gift. But listen to me. My passion for her supersedes any other person. And it shows because where your treasure is, your heart will be. And some people are so invested in eternity and in their relationship with Jesus that they come to church and they feel differently and they worship differently and they sing differently because their passion is different because they're invested. I look around in a church service like this to see where my older grandkids are because I have a couple of granddaughters that are old enough. One just started high school, one's 12 and they serve on teams and I look to see where they're standing and how they're worshiping. I'm invested in this because I got a third generation now, my sons and my daughter-in-law, but now I got my grandkids and I'm looking for your kids and I see the ones who have passion. There's, when you, when I've invested in this and now that I'm invested, I'm looking for that. So you know what? When I worship, I'm not worried about what you think about me, I'm lifting my hands, why? I wanna know what those grandkids are seeing. 
I'm not worried. I'm not worried. If I clap my hands or I say, yeah, and, I, and, and people, well, I'm stoic. I don't do that. I'm just wanting my kids to know and my grandkids now to know. I'm excited. But this is, this is it. This is what this is all about. We're building the church of Jesus. This is what Jesus came to build. And I'm invested. And I want them to know I'm all in. And it gives me a passion. That's why I worship harder. I sing. I make sure I'm involved. I'm engaged. I'm not standing there. I'm not back. Why? Because I'm invested. It, it, that's, why, that's what I'm talking about. When you're invested, it changes your outlook. It changes your emotions. It changes how you see things because I'm invested in what God's doing. And I want my children and my grandchildren to be the same. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for everyone in this house right now. In Jesus' name, I pray for everyone under the sound of my voice that there'd be a new passion inside of us. That everything we do matters for heaven. Everything we do matters for eternity. In Jesus' name, give us a fresh a fresh passion and awareness. Help us not to be looking around at everything so much, but to realize, God, that we don't only want to just make it into heaven. We want to, we want to receive a reward. We want people to go with us. We want our families and our neighbors and our coworkers. We want our city to go with us, to live in eternity with you. In Jesus' name, I pray this, Father. Help us to be invested. I'm invested. I'm invested. Where my treasure is is where my heart is. I want to leave you with one other thought, and that is, If all that matters is eternity, then you got to make a plan. You got to intentionally make some decisions. Because being invested won't happen accidentally. You're not going to save money accidentally. You're not going to lose weight accidentally, most likely. You got to have a plan. You got to make a plan for your giving and a plan for your investing. Don't just give sporadically and emotionally that's that's not god's idea god is get get a plan when i came to church in fact we gave yesterday the easiest and most simple way and convenient way is to use the app we gave yesterday we got paid friday i gave yesterday took care of it like just do it it's a plan i intend it's gonna happen been given my whole life how does the church operate people's faithful giving i'm invested you gotta have a plan you gotta have a plan if you're gonna serve you got to make a plan. Get on a team. You got to have a plan to bring somebody with you to church. It doesn't just happen. Make a plan. Because there's nothing that'll set your soul on fire more than to have somebody sitting next to you or across the room in church that you invited and you know God wants to speak to them and refresh their life and give them hope. It will change your outlook when you walk in these doors. When somebody's here, that you invited. So Father, I just thank you. Thank you that you told us so clearly that where 
our treasure is, where our investment is, that our heart is. So I thank you for inviting me to your table. I thank you that I'm invaluable, that, that you've gifted me as part of the body of Christ to use and exercise the gifts that you've given to me. And I pray, Father, you would help us to use our influence to lead others, to make a plan, to invite them, to serve, to give, to use the influence I have. And today, Lord, I commit to be invested in your church, to realize that there's a second judgment where you're going to look at what we've done with the assignment you gave us. You have blessed me beyond what I need so that I can be a blessing to others. While your heads are bowed just for a moment, if you're here and you do not know Jesus, the whole reason we're here today, the main reason we're here is to invite you to begin a new life and a journey with him. You heard it when we were receiving communion. Jesus came, gave his life's blood to save us. And Paul said, if you and I believe that Jesus died on the cross and that he rose again, that we can have eternal life. Can I pray with you? If you're watching from a screen somewhere, you're sitting in this room, I wanna pray with you right now. If you'd like to have a new life and begin a new journey with Jesus. Every head bowed just for this moment. If that's you and you say, Pastor, would you pray with me? Lead me in that prayer because I'm gonna lead every one of us together. If that's you, would you just raise your hand so I know who I'm praying with today to say, I just wanna know that I'm ready to go to heaven. Would you just slip your hand up? Church, would you be praying right now for people around you? for God to speak to their heart and then to be willing and bold enough to say, that's me, pastor. I want to go to heaven. Would you just raise that hand? I thank you for that. I thank you for that. I thank you for those hands. And wherever you're watching from, you have access. You can click right there. Somebody will pray with you and visit with you. We thank you for that today. Anyone else? Just lift your hand. I want to be ready for heaven and for eternity. Lift that hand. Thank you. All right, you can put those hands down now. Let's all say this together. Would you pray with me? Say, dear Jesus, forgive me of my sin. Take away my past. I believe you died and rose again on the cross just for me. So today, I accept you as Lord of my life, and I'll do my best to honor you and serve you in Jesus' name. Amen. If you just made the decision to invite God into your life, we would love to know. You can text SCSAVE to 97000. That way we can help equip you with some next steps for you to take along this new journey. If this message was a blessing to your life and you'd like to help support Skybreak financially, you can give online using the Skybreak Church app. Well, hey, we would love for you to join us in person this upcoming Sunday morning at 915. But until then, we hope you have a great week and we will see you Sunday.